Pro Group Management. Workers' Comp that works for you. Welcome to Nevada Newsmakers on the broadcast today. We're joined by Assemblywoman Natha Anderson. She's a Democrat from District 30. She's here for the whole show on an all-new Nevada Newsmakers. Big R in Sparks is located on Bering Boulevard next to Smith's and across from Reed High School. It's a 50,000-square-foot clothing store and a whole lot more. And for these wintry days, jackets, hoodies, flannel shirts, insulated bib overalls, and merino wool socks. Plus, Big R still has shovels and snowmelt. You need it, they've got it. Big R. Hardware, clothing, and a whole lot more. Forget the weather outside. There's a blizzard of points inside the Carson Valley Inn during the 15 million points giveaways. Drawings every Thursday and Saturday, including four 1 million point winners guaranteed. And don't miss the 2 million point grand prize giveaways. It's the 15 million points giveaways at the Carson Valley Inn. For 50 years, Nevada Heating has been keeping people comfortable in their home. At Nevada Heating, call the Do It Right guys and get the heat back on today. Call us today and we'll fix it today. That's the Nevada Heating way. Why freeze for days on end when Nevada Heating can get your furnace fixed today? Call us today and we'll fix it today at 323-5585 or schedule us on our website at nevadaheating.com. Story County is leading Nevada. Home of the Tahoe Reno Industrial Center, Google, Tesla, Panasonic, and other world-leading companies. Story County provides thousands of tech, advanced manufacturing, and logistics careers for Nevadans. We're diversifying and driving Nevada's economy and generating millions in tax revenue and billions in economic activity across Northern Nevada. Story County is leading Nevada's future. Save money and take transit. Did you know you can ride the bus all day for less than what it would cost you for a gallon of gas? Plan your trip now by going to rtcwashoe.com. This is Nevada Newsmakers with host Sam Shad, a no-holds-barred political forum. Now, from the Nevada Newsmakers broadcast headquarters, here is Sam Shad. And back on Nevada Newsmakers, we're delighted to welcome to the program for the first time Assemblywoman Natha Anderson. It is a pleasure to have you here. Thank you so much for having me. Very excited that you guys were able to work around my crazy schedule. Well, no problem. Uh, you represent District 30. Um, and I must point out at the very beginning of the show that if the name Anderson sounds familiar to legislative watches, you're the daughter of Bernie Anderson, who was a guest many times on this program. So, pleasure to continue the line here. Oh, thank you so much. Yeah, those are some big wing tips to try to fill. Um, you teach, you're a teacher, yes. um, and uh, one of the things you teach is civics. Yes. How do you do that these days? Oh my gosh, it's so much fun, first of all, and it's also educational. Because the first lesson I give is actually, what's the difference between civics, government, and politics? And politics, kids get right away, they're like, I hate it because uh, that's about the issues and personalities. Um, government is about how we run things, but civics, that is the, role, the rules and responsibilities of the people that live here. And so I really dig deep into the responsibilities, and I try to help my students see how important it is not only to be involved, but to also question, and to not just blindly accept, and not just to look at the headline and be like, oh, well, that's an automatic thing. You've got to talk with each other, and I think that's how it is being done. 
There are times it gets a little bit tense because of differences of opinion. But at the same time, isn't that why we have freedom of speech? And isn't that why the beauty of um, the government that we have is that we're allowed to do that? I would rather people have respectful conversations in person yes. than online. And it kind of bothers me mm -hmm. that so many people, um, and even adults, are communicating via text rather than by actually speaking to each other to the point of texting somebody to say, is it okay for me to call you? Well, just call me. I do that too. I, and I understand that now that's the norm is that we're supposed to be like, can, you, can we talk? But what's really great in the classroom is I've got my students that sit in pods and they have to move every unit. And it's so great to see them. Um, I'm just, I'm thinking back to my last class. We were talking about the immigration reform and um, items that had to do with in particular, the uh, Dreamers Act, because I was going over executive orders with my students. Because the last three, pre the current and last two presidents all had executive orders about it. And so we, we discussed it. There were differences of opinion. It was so great to hear them because they were respectful, they had different views, and they actually verbalized those views. And I can still remember one of my students said, well, you said this, but your body language said that. How often do what? we talk about that? And that, that's a senior in high school that is in an environment where they feel that they can say that. And that's what we need to bring back outside of our schools and outside of our classrooms. Not only the fact that they said that, but the fact that they recognized body language. I yes. mean, how many grown-ups even figure uh, that right? out? Right? Oh, my gosh. Sorry to interrupt you like no, that. No, you're fine. But especially in the legislature, because um, there's a few friends of mine that will sometimes, they're lobbyists, and they will look at me and be like, put on your poker face. Because people will say things and I'm like, did you really just say that? And then other times people will say things and I'm like, yes, okay. And that little bit of body language makes a huge difference. And I think that we need to be aware of it more. Well, and we need to communicate and we need to communicate in the center, whether it's center right or center left. Um, even if one's beliefs are closer to the extremes, but you can't get, you know, my, my concern about all the things that are going on in politics is that we're not getting stuff done. And when I say getting stuff done, I'm not talking about the big things. I'm talking about the little things that businesses and the public need to get done that are minor, that used to be, well, it gets tucked into line 37, paragraph B, subsection C, and everybody would get on with their life and then they'd worry about the big issues down the road. That isn't even happening. It is to an extent, but nowhere near what it once was. Agree with you. Um, we, were, we were just talking earlier about how in the 90s and early 2000s, even early 2010s, you would have more individuals who would understand the little details that would go into a bill. And now we're looking at only the big picture, only the big item. Well, sometimes it's the small things, the loopholes. That's what we've got to be looking for. We've got to be figuring out how to fix those and then also how to help people be aware of it. And how do we do that? Um, I think your point though is so well done, but how do we do this as a group of people? How do we talk about it in the best way possible? And I think too can often- we, can, we, we, can we get rid of consultants as a class? <laughs> That's outside my pay range. <laughs> I, I, I'm, I'm yeah, just, I I'm just saying, saying. I, yeah, I mean, look, I, you know, I make comments on the show, you, you don't have to agree with them, but I mean, you know, there, there is so much bad advice 
given to candidates. Um, and, and I mean, I understand that when somebody comes into the political world, they come in with a set of ideas and goals that they would like to achieve. They have no idea how difficult that is to accomplish, especially as a brand new legislator on any level. Mm -hmm. um, and yet, you know, they are, I don't mean this in a legal manner, no. but they're corrupted almost instantly. I, I hear what you're saying. Um, and I just wrote a note down to myself of like, this is one piece of advice I give to our brand new legislators, even though I've only served two terms. Find that person that's gonna tell you when you're wrong, not just when you're right. You've gotta have that, no matter what, whether you're running for office or in, or in office, you've gotta have that person that's gonna say, stop, you're how, wrong. How about in life? Or, don't we all need that life coach? No, I no, I, 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 I have yeah. Mrs. Shad. You know, I can come home and she will tell me if a show sucked. Mm -hmm. She will tell me if she thinks that my approach to an interview before I've done it is incorrect. I, I mean, that is wonderful because everybody is saying, hey, Sam, yes. you're great, you're wonderful, we love what you're doing. And that's very nice and very flattering, but it's also not real. Right. How do we get back to constructive criticism? And I mean, and maybe that's something we need to be aware of as a, I think what that's what you're saying. Hello, is Dale, Dale, Dale Carnegie. Maybe, yes. maybe Dale Carnegie could be <laughs> the, uh, the book mm -hmm. that everybody is forced to read at the early age or earliest age that you could you know, absorb it, um, which is to look at things from the other person's perspective and, and see. I mean, you know, we have radio and television stations and newspapers around the country collapsing. Oh because people don't understand how to do sales because somehow the senior management thinks that sales is about selling things when in fact it's about helping your customers improve their business. Mm -hmm. And until you can figure out how to help your customers improve their business, your sale will only be a one-time sale. And that works in regular business, in politics and everything else. So it's about trying to, if I'm understanding you correctly, it's about trying to make sure that it's a win-win. Absolutely. Absolutely. Oh, well, I think in the initial stages, it may be a win and a break even, meaning that, you know, half my business is an advertising mm -hmm. agency. People will call and say, can you give me a rate card? And I say, how about we get together first? And then I sit down with them and I say, how can I help you make more money? Because if I can't help them make more money, I won't have a client for very long. If I just give them a rate card and throw any kind of old garbage on the air that doesn't work, I got them for one month. Well, and that's, I think that's what you're doing though right there is the knowledge of the others. And that's what, you're taking the time to get to know somebody. You're not just going with a knee-jerk reaction, which is too often what happens with politics and what happens in government, but is not what should be happening in civics. And yet, or in life for that matter. We should be taking the time to invest in each other and taking the time to t sit down and talk and being, okay, so what do you need? This is what I need. How do we find that compromise? How do we find that middle ground? And that's something that we need to see in the press. We need to see that in our legislature. We need to see that at our national government. And we also need to go back to the initial discussion. We need to see it in our classrooms as well. All right, it's that so ability to work with each other, not against each other. Okay, so at the legislature, 
is there more behind the scenes conversations um, uh, that are working together rather than taking strident positions? I'm not talking about what they say to the press. Right. I'm talking about, you know, I come to you and, mm -hmm. you know, Greg Koenig was on the show from Fallon. Yep. And, Koenig, and he, he's, I, I think he's an amazing guy just because mm -hmm. he served in so many different levels of government. Yeah. And when he was on the program during the last legislative session, he said, uh, I'm paraphrasing, but if the other side has a good idea, I'm willing to listen. Is there more of that going on than we might think? I believe so. I, I'm an optimist. I believe so. Um, I, uh, Dr. Koenig and I actually serve on one committee together during the session, and then we also would talk often. I think it's a one-to-one. -one. It has more to do with the people that are willing to stand out and go and talk with others. Um, we have a respect of each other, always, with, with doesn't matter what party you're in. And I do think there's more conversations than people recognize or realize that are happening, because that's not going to sell headlines. That's not going to that's not going to make the headlines. Excuse me. It's not going to sell the papers. I do think there's more of a discussion that people want to want to see in our state. I can only talk about our state. I cannot talk about the other areas. So that sort of open, honest candor. It takes a while to get there. Probably about April, but if we start, and the session starts uh, in February. Exactly. <laughs> But if we start doing like little tiny crossroads in February, then we can start having the deeper dive discussions in April. It's not like an automatic thing. You gotta learn how, how that person's gonna react to you first. Um, the other thing that I just wanted to bring up real quickly as we're talking about kids and civics is that in my interactions with young people over mm -hmm. the last few months, one of the things that I've been impressed by is how impressive these kids are. And for people who say, oh, I'm worried about the next generation, my answer no. is don't be. No, these guys know what they want. They also know how to turn off the cell phone. Really? Much better than parents do. Really? Much better. Oh, they, they are aware of it. It's so interesting because um, one of my other classes is creative writing, and so I'll have my students write about different things. And about three weeks ago, I had them write about technology and the number of students who were like, we need to stop depending upon our cell phones. Uh, it's amazing. They see, they see the difficulties, they see the dangers. They know how important it is to turn off their phones. Not all of them do, let me put that out there too. Sure. But many of them do. They, uh, for example, Attorney General Ford's um, lawsuit that is happening right now uh, against social media companies. Uh, with my current event stuff, we were talking about it. One of the students is the one actually that brought it up. I was not the one to bring it up. One of the students saw it. It was like, that's a good thing. So our kids see it. They see the dangers. They are amazing and they give me hope every day. And that's probably why I'm an optimist. I was stunned, and I'm an optimist too. I was stunned to be in an, an elementary school class recently. Yes. These nine-year-olds are studying coding. Holy moly. I know. Right? I was there with one of my colleagues, um, and we were both sitting there hanging on for dear life because what these kids were talking about was so above our heads. Oh. They're nine. It's awesome. It's so cool to see. And then when, they get, when you give them a chance like, to come up with their own things, they do, and you're just thinking, why didn't somebody think of that before? There's, it just brings you hope.
Yes, it does. Assemblywoman Natha Anderson will be right back after this timeout. The Nevada Builders Alliance has been protecting the interests of the construction industry for over 50 years. Our programs save members thousands of dollars every year and allow them to provide much needed benefits to their employees. Our industry also allows Nevada to grow. If you're thinking about a career in the construction industry, reach out. And if you haven't thought of a career in construction, what are you waiting for? We are the Nevada Builders Alliance. Like a traditional handmade basket, retail is woven into the fabric of life in Nevada. From big box to mom and pop, retail supports our communities in countless ways. Jobs for the disabled, team uniforms for kids, help for the elderly, and so much more. Retail employs over 1 in 10 workers. Retail supports Nevada, and we support retail. R-A-N-N-V dot org. Pro Group Management is the place where companies can find workers' comp solutions that are designed to meet their specific business requirements. As regulations evolve, Pro Group takes a proactive approach to clear the path to make sure your business stays ahead of the curve. Knowing your workers' comp program is optimized, you can focus on other important matters related to your growing business. Pro Group Management, workers' comp that works for you. Truck drivers are some of the hardest working people you'll meet, delivering over 70% of America's freight and 92% of Nevada's. When there's a natural disaster, they're delivering critical supplies to help those communities recover and rebuild. Every sector of the economy and our nation's military rely on truck drivers. So let's take a moment to say thank you. On the open road or city streets, our truck drivers are rolling to make our economy and our nation stronger. Trucking moves America forward. This is Nevada Newsmakers. And back on Nevada Newsmakers, we continue our conversation with Natha Anderson. She is an assemblywoman from District 30. Um, one of the accomplishments that you feel pretty good about, I'm sure, is what happened with tribal education during the last legislative yeah. session. Share with us what, what was accomplished. Thank you so much for bringing up AB. Uh, let me make sure I've got the right number, 150. Um, two sessions ago, actually, we were able to get through because of work with the University of Nevada, Reno, as well as um, Nevada System of Higher Education. We were able to get through a tuition waiver bill for all of our um, students who make the decision to attend any institute in Nevada System of Higher Ed who are members of our Nevada tribes. It's uh, very exciting, uh, the changes that we've been able to make with that. Last session, AB 150 made some more clarification language and because of that, we were able to see almost, let me make sure I've got the right numbers, um, a huge difference in the number. We're talking like more than 50% more students now are attending our Nevada System of Higher Education uh, schools. We've got people that are majoring in healthcare and uh, engineering. Uh, we've got our first medical doctor that's going through. And basically what happens with this waiver is they don't have to pay their tuition because they're a member of, of a Nevada tribe. And so it's very exciting for us, and I'm really excited where it's going. All right, so that's all positive. Yes. Rural Nevada is yes. so underrepresented at the legislature and has been for so long, and it scares me that Reno, Sparks, Washoe County are going to be, and there's nothing wrong with Ely, Elko, Austin, but they're going to be the same to the legislators in Southern Nevada if we don't do something crazy like 
oh, expand the legislature so you don't have Pico Acuchillo putting uh, 100,000 miles right. a year on his truck. Well, the good news, I, and I do hear what you're saying, I think in the next census there, there might be discussion about that or possibly even before, who knows. I have not heard of any of this for this next session or for the, you know, for the last session. We, there was a little bit, but not, not a large amount. And yet they're rebuilding the legislative building. Yes, we are. So that would have been the time, potentially. That's not what I can really, again, talk into. But I do think that possibly for the next one, if we continue to grow as we are, that should be something that should be discussed in a much further, further way. The good news is uh, most of our legislators, the majority of legislators in Clark County, recognize the impact they're having. Uh, for example, Assemblymember Monroe Moreno is the one that actually sponsored a bill to do something about the school up in Duck Valley, Duckwater Valley, excuse me, to try to revitalize it. So the, again, going back to the prior conversation, we do talk with other people from the other counties, or from the other uh, parties, and we try our best to work together. Because the laws that we create are not just for Assembly District 30. I happen to be that representative. The laws we create are for the entire state. And we need to continue to do stuff that helps the entire state. Okay, let's take another break and we'll be right back. What do you count on? You count on your power every day. At NB Energy, we've always powered what's important to you. But we're not looking at the past. We're focused on the future. While our standards are high, our rates will remain low. And our commitment to renewables isn't just meeting standards, but leading the way. Because you can count on more than just your power. You can count on the company who brings it to you. That's our promise. You can count on it. As you know, Reno is booming. Toll's development company is helping it grow with insightful design and development, building community with every project, adding beauty, adding excitement, emphasizing our shared humanity. Reno is becoming bigger. Toll's development is helping it become better, more livable, more enjoyable. To learn more, go to tollsdevelopment.com, tollsdevelopment.com. This is Nevada Newsmakers. And back on Nevada Newsmakers, we continue our conversation with Natha Anderson. She represents District 30 in the Assembly. Um, Ed Lawson uh, made front page news um, from his interview here on Nevada Newsmakers, um, talking about the lands bill and yes. the needs for Sparks, which is your area. Um, how concerned are you? Because it seems to me that the chances of a major lands bill going through for all these areas in Nevada that need it um, is getting pretty slim. We need it. And I, I so appreciate uh, Senator Rosen and Senator Catherine Cortez Masto, as well as uh, I, I believe still Representative Amade is still on board with it. Oh yeah, for sure. Um, I so appreciate them being on board with it and trying to push it through. We desperately need it. The reality is we talk so much about buildings and we talk so much about how we've got all these new people coming into our area, which is wonderful and happy to have more people uh, realize the beauty of Sparks in Northern Nevada and Reno. At the same time, we need to stop saying infrastructure. We need to start talking about the sewers because right. that's really where the issue is. That is the big one. That is the big issue. When people hear infrastructure, they think roads, they think bridges, they think of things that are okay to talk about. Sewers are not okay to talk about, and yet that is what this is about. Well, and we need to do something, because if we don't, 
we will not be able to continue to survive. Well, I mean, we will realistically survive, to grow. I mean, grow. you know, years ago, I thought that air was going to be the limiting factor in the sense of the air quality and the EPA was yes. going to shut down growth in, in Reno Sparks. Mm -hmm. Washoe County Health Department told me that that has been solved and that is no longer an issue. But the sewer is the number one number issue one. for that sewer plant. But the price tag is what's scary. What, what, what's the numbers you've heard? Uh, those are, I'm not even going to try. I'm okay. sorry. All right. I didn't come prepared for that one, but I can get back to you on that one. Okay. But, um, yeah, I'm not even going to try that. That's such a huge number. But to, to go back with that, one of the issues that we have, though, is the way that our tax system is set up with our property taxes. We are the only state in the nation that has a depreciation. When we, when we sell our houses, the person that buys our house actually buys uh, their tax property tax then is reset at what I bought my house at or what the seller bought their house at. House at. That's a problem. That is a problem that, the, that Julia Ratty, when she was senator, tried to fix. Uh, that is a problem that I had a bill last session that I pulled because of other reasons. We need to fix that. And in that way, our cities and county governments can do something about it and can utilize those monies in that way because our property tax current system is broken. Let's just be realistic about that. Well, okay, I, I, let's present the other side of that, which okay. is at the time that, that the laws were changed, um, the property taxes were going through the roof we follow California um, and Prop 13. Yes. Um, we still have what I consider to be an unconstitutional uh, split in the tax base, which is you've got 3% for private property and 6% for businesses. And that's not constitutional. It's all supposed to be the same. But who is going to pass a law that raises that? Um, we are out of time. So this, what this means oh. is please come back because yes. we have so much more we can talk about. It was a pleasure to have you on the program. Thank you. And um, so glad to see you in the legislature following in the footsteps of your dad. Thank you so much and thank you for this time. You're very welcome and we'll be right back. We're at Tamarack Casino at Nevada Steak with Chef Mike Mahoney. You have fabulous food here. This halibut is extraordinary. The halibut was awesome. It was fun to cook. You get a nice sear on top. And then we base that with a little bit of butter and garlic and herbs and stuff. It's, it's fabulous. It's a lot of butter. It and is. it looks really good and it tastes even better. I'm trying this, which is the crab cake. You've got this crispy coating on the outside. What is that? Actually, that's cornflakes. Huh? Cornflakes. Really? Yes, sir. It, the crispiness of the cornflake just adds more crispiness to the already, you know, crispy crab cake. It's, it's awesome. It's my favorite. And I'm a crab cake fanatic. Okay, this I just tried for the first time. It's ahi tuna mm -hmm. in a whole different way. Ahi tuna, it's a tuna tartare. It's ground up. Uh, we mix it with a little bit of spicy mayo, a little avocado puree, and our house-made ponzu sauce in there as well. It tastes to me like sushi without the rice. It's, it's got all the flavorings, but it's absolutely delicious. Yeah, it's, it's amazing. All right, ribeye steak. Ribeye steak, classic. Harris Ranch, certified Angus beef. You can't go wrong with a good steak here. Uh, no, and that ribeye is particularly good. Um, again, we tried that earlier. Mm -hmm. It is fabulous. Yeah. The wedge salad. Um, I love a wedge salad that comes with a giant hunk of bacon on it. So you've got healthy and you've got bacon. A little How bit of indulgence. Wrong? Yeah, a little indulge. Uh, what's great about this one is the bacon is cooked fresh to order for every single salad. So it's nice and hot. Folks, you've got to come to Tamarack, the casino in South Reno. 
It is a fabulous place to begin with. It's made even more fabulous by Nevada steak and your great food. Thank you for inviting us. And we will be coming back over and over because I'm in love with this tuna. I'm in love with the crab cake. Well, the ribeye's pretty, well, the halibut. It's all good, folks. Just about everything. Thanks for watching Nevada Newsmakers. You can catch us online 24 hours a day at nevadanewsmakers.com or you can download the podcast wherever you like to get your podcast. We'll see you on the next broadcast.